KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. General Motors may be in a class by itself when it comes to bankruptcy, but so is Land of the Lost. This dramatically, thematically, and artistically bankrupt fantasy costs something in the neighborhood of $100 million to make and isn't worth the celluloid it's printed on. The territory of the title was originally explored in the 1970s in a pleasant and unpretentious children's TV series produced by Sid and Marty Croft. The big-screen version borrowed the title and the general premise— three characters trapped in a prehistoric world, but then it got stuck in the swamps of parody. Will Ferrell is Dr. Rick Marshall, a quantum paleontologist. That's the first of many flip on funny notions. He seems to be a quantum hustler until Anna Friel's sexy Cambridge doctoral candidate, Holly, pops in from England to announce her admiration for his work and for his tachyon amplifier, an invention that looks like a cast-off prop from Back to the Future. And sure enough, Rick's gizmo takes them back to the time of the T-Rexes, though not before they're joined by a goofball survivalist named Will. He's played by Danny McBride with a self-delight that swings between unseemly and unsavory. Matt Lauer doesn't swing at all. He does a pallid version of himself interviewing Rick on TV. It's hard to exaggerate the dispiriting emptiness of the film, which was directed by Brad Silberling, from a wretched script by Chris Henchy and Dennis McNicholas. Will Ferrell employs the same straight face, flattened affect, and faux candor that has served him well in such previous features as Blades of Glory and Talladega Nights. But those comedies added value to the subjects being parodied. They were really clever in their own right. Land of the Lost settles for pitifully little in the way of plot, characterization, or coherence, and it seethes with contempt for its audience. Whether the audience returns the compliment remains to be seen. It'd be nice, though many boys may gladly settle for the movie's toilet humor and smarmy sex gags involving a lewd primate played crudely by Yorma Tacone. He can't keep his paws off Anna's breasts. There isn't much else of interest apart from galumphing dinosaurs and other digital riffraff, plus assorted images pilfered from such sources as 2001 A Space Odyssey, Indiana Jones, Planet of the Apes, and a chorus line. The prehistoric landscape is dotted with so many time-warpy artifacts, a Ferris wheel, a motel, tail fin, Cadillacs, a Kodak kiosk, an ice cream truck, that Rick likens it to a cosmic lost and found. It's really more of a filmmaker's lost and found with heavy emphasis on the lost. Studs Terkel, the late chronicler of American workers and their work, would have loved 24 City. I certainly did, and I hadn't expected to be stirred by an account of Chinese workers and their labors over the course of decades in a factory that became their whole world. The director was Zha Zhang Ke. He made Still Life, the remarkable fiction film set in the area of China's Three Gorges Dam. 
This new film is part fiction and part documentary. It uses on-camera interviews with workers, some played by themselves and some played by actors, to evoke a past of unimaginable toil and suffering in the service of the communist state. 24 City opens today in New York, but keep an eye out for it when it comes to Los Angeles later this month. I'm Joe Morgenstern, and I'll be back on KCRW next week with more reviews. KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.